It's one of the most beautiful views of any campus in America, the Pacific Ocean crashing against the shores of UC Santa Barbara every morning, noon, and night. There's the one strike pitching. Mitchell bounces the deep left. Cabrera is gonna watch it fly. He's at the track, he's at the wall, he leaps at the wall, and this one is out of here. Christian Kirtley. Gauchos are going to Omaha, can you believe it? John Newman wins it for the Gauchos. In the score is two. Here comes Mitchell, he's gonna score, and the Gauchos are the 2019 champions of the Midwest. Welcome to another episode of the Gaucho 9 Podcast. I am your host, Kevin Cannon. This episode brought to you by our friends at Kyle's Kitchen. Check them out in Santa Barbara and Goleta. Check out the new crispy chicken sandwich. We enjoyed them all of last year, and we hope to enjoy them some more in the 2022 season. Kyle's Kitchen is uh, is up and running. They're doing great stuff. You can go to their website to donate as well. Uh, donate to a good cause, good food, helping good people at Kyle's Kitchen. So we have the analytics staff here this week and with the shakeup of the coaching staff there's of course going to be new people there's going to be new positions david tillotson moving on to usc as their volunteer assistant coach and matt fontino moving on to usc as well as their new assistant coach and so that elevates spencer stewart into the position of director of analytics and we want to welcome him back to the podcast Stu. What's up, man? What up, Kevin? Thank you for having me, as always. Of course, dude. Uh, so you're not doing pitching anymore. You have I'm, you've graduated onto the hitting side of things. Would you Would you consider that graduation? Uh, I'm asking you. I guess is <laughs> it a graduation? Like, because we know that the pitching is kind of at the the forefront of most of the data science stuff in baseball and hitting is a little bit behind. So is this like, a, what am I trying to say here? Are you graduating right. to hitting or is this like an opportunity for you to make big strides in hitting and bring that to the forefront of data science? I think that um, being on the hitting side of things, you know, it's it, complete 180 in a sense, but just being able to, you know, have a great understanding of what, you know, pitchers are trying to do over the last couple of years. And now, you know, being back working with Ferg, um, with the hitters is, I mean, it's, it's awesome. Um, we, we definitely, we're, we're pushing the tech. We're using some, I mean, there's days where we've got three different programs running at once and that's not even all that we got. We'll put K best on for motion capture. We'll put blast on for their bat, um, their bat tech and, and their bat kind of the, their swing data and then we're getting the ball fight with track man um and those are you know just just three of the the many things that we can get guys on so being able to use that and just watching guys hit bombs it's pretty fun i enjoy it <laughs> we've certainly lost a lot of baseballs so far only only a month into the season or uh into fall season and we've lost plenty of baseballs so the hitters are doing uh the right things so we'll get to some more hitting but i do want to introduce our uh, new director of player development from Southern California, Southern California kid played in the Los Angeles angels organization. He uh, played in NAIA at Vanguard down in Costa Mesa. And uh, he's been a great addition to the staff at UCSB. 
And he was also a teammate of a friend of mine and former Gaucho, Justin Kelly. So please welcome to the Gaucho 9 pod, Sean Isaac. Sean, welcome. How's it going, Kev? Going well. So Vanguard, NAIA, you were yep. you were 25 and 9 with a 2.49 ERA and 36 starts in your two seasons at Vanguard. Are those accurate numbers based on how you feel like you pitched? Yeah, um you know my first year kind of was, you know, putting myself on the map. Um and then the senior year was more or less I have to be better than that junior year. Um we had a great 2015 run where we made it to the NAI World Series. Uh, we actually won a game in that tournament. Um, went home early, but I mean, record year for all of us. Um, senior year, you know, you're at a small school. Not a lot of people know about you. You got to be different. You got to be special. Um, I just changed my mentality to I had to dominate as much as I could um, to get to where I wanted to go. And that was to professional baseball and it worked out. And, you know, one of the, some of the greatest two years uh, of baseball I've ever had. So in NAIA, I'm seeing you had 18 starts in each of those years and you won 14 games your senior year. 14 is not a number that we see often in division one, 127 and two thirds innings. That's a lot of innings. You guys play the same amount of games in NAIA because, uh, in Division One, play around 62, 64 in the regular season. Is it the same amount? I believe so. Um, maybe, maybe not. I know we do start at a different time than you guys. I think we start before you. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I do know for a fact my senior year, I think I did not go below seven innings in any of my starts, win or loss. So, uh, definitely ate up a lot of innings. Um, I do remember my rookie summer with the Angels. They actually gave me the option. They said, hey, if you don't want to throw, you don't have to. You threw a lot. Um, that lasted all up two weeks before I said, okay, I want to <laughs> give me the ball. I want to throw. <laughs> a quick two-week break. Well, yeah. so you got drafted in 2016. That was back when the draft was still 40 rounds. So 35th round pick, yeah. Angels. And... You pitched for three years with the Angels, and you were up and down between – well, you started in rookie ball year one, and then you were up and down between A ball and AAA in those other two years. And so in the Angels, it's Burlington, Inland Empire, Mobile, and Salt Lake. And what is it like being tossed around to that number – that many different teams in any given summer as, as a professional player, as a young professional player. Uh, I'm sure it's exciting, but I'm sure it's tough as well. Yeah. Um, you know, the running joke with a lot of the, the coaches, coordinators, uh, I had the most frequent flyer miles in the entire organization. Um, you know, at first it was a little frustrating because I just didn't know what direction I'm going, you know, um, Obviously, the goal is to make it to the big leagues. Um, you know, I I figured I, I have the stuff. You know, I have the mentality to do it. Um, but when you're sent around so much, you just don't know what the organization is always thinking. Um, but at the end of the day, you have to make a decision. 
um, when they tell you, hey, you're going here or hey, you're going here. You know, you have two choices. You can look at it as, okay, this is frustrating. I hate this. This is dumb. Or, hey, I'm a professional. I have to act professional. I have a job to do. If I don't do my job, somebody else is going to do that job. So pretty much I took it with a lot of pride and said, hey, you know what? If I have to fly from Mobile to Salt Lake for a spot start against, you know, the Memphis Cardinals, uh, which I did, um, that's fine. You know what? I'm going to I'm going to show up. I'm going to get ready. I'm going to do the best I can. Um, even if I'm sent back down to double A the next day, it is what it is. And I mean, honestly, I had a great time and looking back on that, it's, it's a, an incredible experience, um, that I'm really honestly grateful that I, I went through. Yeah. And, and you wound up as a gaucho and you played with a gaucho, Justin Kelly. When did you two guys, uh, run into each other? Uh, and did you ever play with uh, Greg Malley? I'm curious. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, Greg and Justin both. Um, I actually, I, I owe a lot to Justin, um, for my connection to being a gaucho now. Um, so, you know, I, I reached out to, to Justin about, Hey, you know, I, I was working for Bimal Elite Athletics, a, a velocity development uh, facility, um, in Torrance. And, um, you know, this is right when COVID happened. And all these schools had nowhere to go. Um, players had nowhere to play. And I wanted to touch base with the coaching staff here and say, hey, we have this place available for guys if they need to simulate innings, if they need work. Hey, let's just start a, let's start a connection. Um, and I said, Justin, can you pass me along to uh, Dylan Jones? And from then on, it was, you know, I touched base with Dylan. You know, we started a connection. We're in touch for recruitment, um, you know, and then fast forward to they have an opportunity here with the staff to join these guys. Dylan says, hey, you know, we'd love to interview you. Here we are. And uh, yeah. That's quite a story. That's that's yeah. it's funny. Like when I talked to Ferg for the first podcast of the fall, we, we talked about the the connections that we make along the way and, and how it leads you to certain places. You know, you, you reconnect with people uh, within the baseball world. And this is another uh, example of one of those things where you have this small connection with a gaucho and you, you do some homework, you, you chirp a little bit, say, Hey, I'm interested in doing this. And, and you're on the path. And I'm curious, director of player development and, and you're into the, the number stuff and like, like Spencer is as well. Uh, and David was, uh, and the other line, the uh, the other uh, directors, former directors of analytics, Tony Ortiz and Evan Short, who are with the Yankees and the Blue Jays, respectively. Like, what was your interest in getting into, like, what sparked your interest in getting into this line of work? Um, so after I retired, um, as I mentioned before, I, I worked for a company, Bimal Elite Athletics, um, owned by Joe Bimal and Brent Dean, um, two guys who honestly, I owe way more than I can mention to, um, I trained with them when I was, the I was a playing professional. I trained with them in my off seasons. Um, and then when I retired, you know, and I'm you're trying to figure out, okay, which direction am I going to go? 
Um, those guys both gave me an opportunity uh, to be a pitching coordinator for them. And, you know, as a player, I was fortunate. I was really exposed to a lot of these analytics and a lot of these metrics. Um, so I had an idea and an understanding of what we're looking for, how to improve them, um, and how to get the best out of everybody that we're working with. So our athletes range from high school guys all the way to big leaguers. And, and you know, at first, as if anything, you know, it's kind of, okay, I'm getting my feet wet. Let's figure out what rap soto is. How can I read it for the guys? Okay, then we're getting into biomechanics. How do guys move? Um, and our, and our, one of our goals there, obviously, is to chase velocity, right? So, you know, a kid comes into us, he wants to throw hard. He wants to get stronger. He wants to make varsity. He wants to go to a division one school. He wants to play pro ball. My job is to do that. How do I get him there? How do I help him? So again, I just, it's something I've always done. I just took a lot of interest and a lot of pride in taking advantage of the tools that we had and the resources that we had. And, um, those guys gave me a great platform to use and, um, I, I love seeing guys achieve their goals, whether again, that's hitting 90 for the first time, if that's deadlifting 500 pounds, if that's making their varsity team, if getting a scholarship to a division one program, um, it was just a, a great culture to be a part of um, and really kind of set me on this path of, you know, not only coaching, but player development. How do I get guys to be the best they can be? Um, and we're all, always trying to, you know, improve that and, you know, add to it. Uh, let's bring Spencer back in. So Stu, Sean comes in. How did you help transition him from the old job into the gaucho world? Cause as we know, sometimes the gaucho world can be a little, a little hectic, especially coming off of last year. When we were we were short staffed, there were only a handful of people on uh, at the field at a time, and it was kind of like you have to do everything yourself. And you had interns that you know had done stuff in the past that would come to games and stuff like that before COVID. But then last year you get into this routine where you're doing everything yourself, and there's so much to set up with all the the, the materials that we have and and the technology. There's so much to set up and and all that stuff. How did you help Sean transition? And also, I mean, he was taking your spot as, as the pitching guy. So I don't know if you guys ever bumped elbows, but, uh, no, I mean, it's a, that's a great question. How did I help him, you know, transition in? I just tossed him in the deep end. Really? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he comes and he's, he's helping out for, uh, you know, he's running some track man on, uh, uh, for prospect camp. And, um, you know, it was, it was, an, again, like you said, you know, you're kind of, it's, it's a, there's a little bit of hecticness to it all. Um, you're kind of bouncing around. Sometimes you got to be two, three, four places at once. Um, and uh, I said, Hey, Sean, you know, shadow me, watch me do some track, man. And then, uh, you know, you'll, you'll take it over as I got to go and get some blast numbers on some prospects and um, just toss him right into it. Uh, he did a great job and, you know, he's, he's a really quick learner, um, which is, which is great. Um, I, you know, there's, there's a lot of times where he sees that I'll be getting, like I said, pulled in, in multiple directions where, um, you know, a, a coach might need something and, 
you know, next thing you know, I got to be starting some video up top. And so um, it's something that I'm definitely starting to get used to. Like you said, you know, we have to, we, we have a lot more bodies now. Um, you know, not only is Sean a great addition to have onto the field on the pitching side of things, but having Maxine, who's been chomping at the bit to get in, uh, Maxine Wang, who just came off a of summer working with the Toronto Blue Jays. Um, she's also working on the pitching side of things and, and she's, uh, a, a, she's incredible working with, um, with the team of student interns that we have for the analytics staff. Um, but, uh, it, Sean, Sean's been awesome. He, uh, you know, a lot of times I thought that the days when David was maybe stressed out or even Tony was stressed out as a director of analytics, um, you know, I'd kind of bring a little lighthearted attitude into it all. And, and uh, I've noticed that with Sean, he could pick it up right away. He sees, Oh man, he's, he's stressing out or something like that. I, you know, Hey, what can I do? Um, you know, what, what do you need me for this and that? And um, man, it's been awesome having him around because because I'm learning from him. He's learning from me. Um, he's a biomechanic wizard. Um, the things that he can pick up is something that, uh, you know, I, I didn't have the, this, this skill set for. Um, and so for, for him coming from Bimal and being able to contribute to the pitching staff, um, you're seeing guys make improvements every single day with, uh, with the insight that he's got working with Dylan, working with checks. Um, it's really awesome to see. So uh, you know, he, he picked up right where, right where Tilly and I left off last year and, and, um, we're, we're loving the fall season so far. Sean, had you ever tagged a game using TrackMan before you got here? And are you, are you like well-versed in the, in the, uh, the data languages like R and whatever you guys talk in? <laughs> uh, so you know, officially certified in Rap Soto, so I can tell you that. Ooh, um, track, mm -hmm. track man. You get a medal was, for that, or like a certificate? I get, I got a nice certificate. It's um, hanging on his wall, Kevin. Nice, it's hanging right behind him. <laughs> <laughs> Carry um, on. You know, track man. I I was exposed to as a player. I never actually had to personally do anything. Um, so I I got the understanding of what I'm looking at, but you know, I'll be honest, tagging it yourself. Uh, at first can be a lot, especially the game will speed up. Um, but again, you know, I, you know, Spencer has really been patient with me on certain things that I'm not, you know, an expert at. Um, great teacher, um, somebody that I'm excited to learn from every day. And again, like he mentioned, he's, he's the boss and my job is to make the boss's job easier. You know, what can I do? How can I be available? You know, what do you need me to do? Uh, I'm your guy. So that that's the mentality I've I've tried to bring for Stu every day. Well oiled machine already. I can tell. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Stu, talk to us about some of the stuff we're doing out on the field because the gauchos dedicate a lot of time, especially with with Coach Ferg and, and kind of the, the routine that we've gotten into since 2019, when it was Ferg uh, and Matt Fontino hitting before team practice and spending, sometimes it feels like four hours out there. Uh, don't quote me on that, but they, <laughs> we, stay, we stay within the, the Cara and Rara. Don't worry. But with all the group focus uh, and, the, and the analytics stuff in the cage and uh, on the field, like what kind of stuff are we introducing to the players using the technology? 
So I, like you mentioned the K vest and the blast. Uh, if you wanted, if you want to dive more into the K vest, but just the general overarching like yeah goals. Well, absolutely. I mean, we we're, we're a player development facility. You know, if we're, we're getting guys that are coming in, uh, very talented players, but really, if you're you know if you're incredibly talented, you're not going to a mid-major college. You're, you're going to those SEC, those PAC 12 schools and, and you're, or you're getting paid already to play some baseball at a, at a minor league level. Um, and so, you know, these players, they come in and they're ready to learn their open ears. Um, Ferg is, like you said, he's kind of changed the, changed the approach for the offense. Um, and it's something that resonated because it works so well. Um, guys come to the field and uh, you know if you're not in that first group you're coming onto the field with music blasting you're hearing the ting of the bats you're here you're watching balls fly out and it, you can't help but just just smile and be fired up about it all because um, guys you know guys are getting better and you got a chance to get better yourself so um, you know Ferg, Ferg's bringing in a great mentality to the program and you know it, it um, on the field for us uh, it's a lot of video feedback. We're taking slow motion video of, of just about every single swing and letting the guys kind of recap it and see, you know, what's good, what's bad, what they feel. I call it the the feel versus real. You know, I'm sure you know, but when you're training a, a new swing for you in golf, you got to really over exaggerate some stuff. And and sometimes you think you might be doing one thing, but in reality, you're doing the complete opposite. And so that's, you know, we're using a lot of video feedback and Ferg is incredible when it comes down to, to breaking down the nitty gritty of how the body's moving and how the brain's, you know, thinking in that split second that you have uh, to make a decision of swing or not swing and where to swing. Um, so we're using a lot of video, but then like you said, and uh, you know, Blast, K-Vest, TrackMan are incredible tools for us. Um, recently, we've, we've been doing a little bit of... Um, force plate insoles oh yeah essentially so um you know that's something that i think you might benefit on in your golf game uh is throwing those in your shoes and seeing how your body's moving where the weight transfer is and that's something that's incredibly incredibly valuable for us because um you know we don't we don't know we can we think we see something with our eyes but these um these force plate insoles from salted uh give us great insight onto um where guys you know, balancing out at and where their weight's moving throughout their swing. And so um, you can get some red flags from that right away and, and make another change. So that's just another product that, that we've thrown in um, that we've thrown into the mix. Um, but, you know, I, I call it the Holy grail of analytics, having track man and being able to, to use that kind of data every single day is um, you know, if, if you're not getting everything out of that, you're, you're just behind a little bit. And so it's fun to have that running up during batting practice and, watching guys do a little exit below competition, trying to see who can put the ball harder. Um, you know, so you see a couple 105, 106 is flashing up there and, and everyone's trying to one up each other on that. So, um, you know, we integrated every single day and, uh, and, and being alongside Ferg and, and coach Erty, the other Spencer, um, it's, it's a pleasure every single day. The Holy grail. The Holy Grail, Kevin. The Holy Grail. <laughs> if only, if only we had Hawkeye, which I call, you know, track man on right. steroids. Right. <laughs> well, I'm out on the field for most of the day, so I interact with the hitting side of it most of the time. And 
I some sometimes I try to avoid the bullpen just because it it looks it's so serious. It's a pitching route out there. Dude. It's so serious over there. Is it? Does it feel like that while you're in it, Sean, or is it just my perception because I don't know anything about pitching? I mean, you know, guys obviously want to execute on a daily basis with their bullpen. So I think it's a little bit of the players kind of bringing that mentality to every bullpen. But I mean, again, I think it goes back to what our program expects, the standard that we have for our guys. Um, You know, they know every bullpen, they know what they're working on. They know what they need to improve on. Um, And we give them immediate feedback constantly. Um, you know, obviously every bullpen is with Rapsodo. Um, I'm big on video feedback for guys. I, I love seeing how guys move, um, if they're being efficient, not efficient. Um, you know, Coach Checkets and Coach Jones have been great. Um, but I think it's more or less, you know, I could give you a cliche pitcher joke and say, hey, we're the athletes, we take everything serious. But I just really think it's complete buy-in from our guys that, they know, hey, when we're on the field, we have a bullpen, we have three sets of eyes on us that are trying to help us. We have immediate feedback every pitch. Um, it's time to put in the work. It's time to show improvement. It's time to get better. Um, and if, if that comes across as us being serious and <laughs> intimidating, then so be it. Well, that's, that's a good mentality because uh, when it gets down to it, and you're relying on a pitcher to throw a strike. It's serious business. Serious, serious business. Uh, okay, so Spencer dropped the Holy Grail thing. I was thinking, like, how do the two ever combine themselves? And it would be in a scrimmage where you have pitcher versus batter. And we had our first two scrimmages, albeit they were very brief. But we got to see a number of pitchers, and we got to see the pitchers face the hitters for the first time. What were your guys' impressions uh, based on the first couple of scrimmages? Because we have a few more scrimmages to go, of course. About a month left of fall season. And we have two games. One on the road against Pepperdine on October 30th. And one at home against Cal Poly on November 6th. So that's ultimately what we're preparing for uh, for the next few weeks. Of course, we're getting prepared for the main season. But you know we're getting prepared to face other teams this fall. And we're excited about that. But... What were your guys' impressions on the uh, the scrimmages from last week? We'll start with Stu. Uh, first impressions, um, you know, I think kind of the the general mo for fall scrimmages is that the pitchers, you know, they're the ones that look the best right away because the hitters haven't seen you know live pitching in forever. I think last year the fall was it kind of went along with that script of, you know, Hey, a lot of guys didn't get the chance to play summer ball. So they weren't seeing a lot of live arms. Um, and so maybe the hitters get off to a little bit slower start. And I remember Fontino would always say, Oh, you know, I, every fall I have to worry about whether or not our guys can actually hit the ball because you guys come out looking so good right away. And it takes us so long to get back up to speed with y'all. Um, and while our pitchers looked great, you know, obviously I'm biased. I'm trying to see what guys are working on um, at the plate. And I thought a lot of them did a real good job of, of putting solid contact on the ball. Um, you know, exit velo was the, the exit velo leaderboard was lit up. 
you know, Brock picking up right where he left off, a couple hundred plus exit velos. Um, Nick Oakley sneaking in there. He was smoking the ball. Um, it was cool to see um, first year Justin Trimble, uh, Trim as we call him, a big lefty. Um, he's been working hard to to create a sense of how his body moves and how he can make his body move more efficiently. Um, every single day he's asking the right kind of questions and and moving the right way. And it was cool to see him. He had a couple, a uh, couple of base knocks, especially to the opposite side was pretty sweet. Um, so, you know, for, for the hitters, um, I was, I was pleased to see that it didn't, didn't take them long to, uh, to warm up and get back up to speed in terms of their, their rhythm, their timing and their approach at the plate. John pitching thoughts. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, velocity is king in our world. Uh, for the most part. And we had some of that too. Um, we had, I believe Harvey was up 94, 95. Um, pretty much everybody across the board, um, you know, 90 plus miles an hour, which is good. I mean, you kind of expect it first, first time out there, the adrenaline's pumping. Um, those guys want to make a statement, you know, they want to come in and, and get rolling right away. But, um, you know, definitely things to improve on. And, you know, I don't, I don't want to sound, uh, like the pitching coach, uh, standard pitching coach here, where, hey, we, we got to do this, we got to do this better. But overall, I was very impressed by our guys. I mean, you know, you know they, they got hit around a little bit. You know, hitters got lucky and got some barrels on there. But, you know, hey, those guys play for us at the end of the day. So that's good for me. Um, but I, I was really impressed with our guys. I think even the younger guys, the freshmen that we have, some really talented arms, um, a lot of good stuff. Um, you know, I've never been on a team with so many curveball guys. Uh, <laughs> I, I just don't, I've never seen it before. Um, you know, this day and age, you see fastball slider guys, you see, you know, changeup guy, you just, the curveball has been kind of going away. But to me, it seems like all of our guys can throw a curveball and not only just a curveball, a good curveball. Um, and they mix it in with fastballs too. I mean, everyone on our staff that's thrown, has legitimately two to three pitches that they can throw at any time. And, um, you know, for the first two scrimmages, very impressed, a lot of work to do, but I mean, a good first step for them. Okay. Good report. I, uh, I was happy that we were playing baseball on, <laughs> on, on the field. I thought it was great. As were we. That's kind of, that's kind of my impression most of the time, but, it's it's going to be a young team. There's going to be uh, some good battles for the pitching spots this year because you got to replace first round pick Michael McGreevy. You got to face Rodney Boone, who set the strikeout record, single season strikeout record last year. Like there's some big shoes to fill, and there's going to be some uh, some good battles. So that's going to be fun to watch. And then of course on the offensive side, lots of veterans coming back, like Brock Mortensen, Jason Willow. Zach Rodriguez, guys are back, but there's uh, there's some talented uh, young guys uh, on the offensive side. That the, the Trimble hit that was a, a frozen rope the opposite way. Uh, I think that one is uh, what you were referring to. Drove in a couple runs. Uh, you got Jordan Sprinkle there as well, so uh, it's it's gonna be fun. And uh, we anticipate having the gates open for the November sixth scrimmage against the Mustangs. So we look forward to having uh, people in the stands to get their first glimpse of the 2022 Gauchos coming up. Okay, 
to finish off the pod, I want to do something new since Sean uh, divulged some info that he's a, a movie fanatic. I want to finish with the movie minute, which is going to be brought to you by Smart Office Interiors, our new sponsor for the podcast. Thank you, Smart Office Interiors, providing all of the functional workspace that we have at Caesar Wasaka Stadium. <laughs> yes, do. No way. That desk you're sitting at, provided by Smart Office Interiors. It's and an awesome also, desk, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. And um, yeah, they, they hooked us up with some couches in the cages. The couches in the MLB and the Hammerhead rooms. Special thanks to Smart Office Interior. So, uh, Sean, your assignment was to give us your favorite baseball movie. And what is it? We're dying to know. <laughs> um, well, no surprise. It's got Kevin Costner in it. Um, but I'm going to go with Bull Durham. Yes. My guy. Yeah. <laughs> Stu, do you? It gives you, uh, gives you a little look into the minor league, <laughs> but I, it's a little, might be a little outdated to today. But you know, I, I think it's it's pretty well done, and obviously there's there's all the emotions inside the movie too. It's not always just about baseball, but it's just it's a great all around movie. So anytime, any place, if that's on, I'm watching it. Stu, are you in agreement? You're not in your head. Like, no, I, that's uh, well, correct me if I'm wrong. That was um, that was filmed at High Corbett. Was it really? Yeah, so that was that was kind of a little bit of trivia that was getting passed around um, last year in the uh, in the Tucson regional. So, um, you know, I, I I was kind of enjoying that. And you know, when you go back and watch it, obviously, you know, the setting changed, and I'm and gonna have to go club. watch it again. Wow. Exactly. You see it with a different eye. So that was um, that was pretty cool because when we were looking around uh, what, as the stadium was empty during that first day of practice, sun bearing down on us, I was like, oh, this looks pretty familiar. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, no, that's, that's a great call. It's a great movie. Uh, it's, it's a fantastic movie. It's probably my favorite baseball movie as well. You have a, can you pull a quote or like your favorite part, Sean? I mean, I don't know. So you know, many, there's so many. No, but. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. When he, when he tells, uh, Ukulush, you know, don't think it only hurts the ball club. <laughs> and this is a thinking podcast. What we all just talked about provides, uh, it requires a lot of brain power. So you guys do the thinking and the players get to do the, the playing where they don't think, right? That's that's the secret. And they're they're not supposed to if they get in a bar fight with a drunk, they're not supposed to hit them with their their pitching hand. That too. Yeah. Op- yeah. Opposite hand, please. Obviously. Obviously. All right. Bull Durham, good call. I had a, I had a hunch when you mentioned Costner earlier today, I had a hunch there was, you know, a couple a couple other options, but it's just it's hard to go wrong with Bull Durham. All right, that was your movie minute. Movie minute. We might do that again. We might not. I don't know. But or we could get into some more, uh, you know, hardcore movie breakdowns. But we'll, we'll work on it. So we'll workshop that one. But thank you to Kyle's Kitchen and Smart Office Interiors for sponsoring the podcast today. And thank you to Sean Isaac and Spencer Stewart. We'll be hearing for them, from them soon and, uh, and many more times throughout the season. So 
uh, Sean and Stu. Thank you so much, and we'll uh, we'll see you at the yard tomorrow. Thanks, Kev. Thanks, Kev. Appreciate it.